Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And today's episode is a little different than recent ones. We have an interview today. And the interview, uh, the conversation I had is with the assistant coach for both the men's and women's golf teams at UNC Wilmington, Coach Jonathan Bowden. He has helped lead the UNCW men's team to two back-to-back CAA conference titles in 2018 and 2019. And he's helped lead the women's team to winning the 2019 CAA conference title and a conference runner-up finish in 2018. Through his now seven years as a college golf coach, he's been a part of three NCAA regional appearances with the University of Memphis and UNC Wilmington. So there's some awesome stuff here for prospective college golfers, amateurs, pros, and everyone in between. Actually, that kind of covers everyone, really. So yeah, there's some awesome stuff in here for everybody. Uh, And stay tuned till the end. He's got a really great answer to the question I always ask my guests of what percent of golf is mental and what percent is physical. Anyway, Let's jump right into the meat of the conversation. Enjoy. What, to just jump into kind of your day to day, like what do you, like what's the biggest challenge of what you do on a daily basis just to go to the negative side first? Like what, like, so first of all, are you, I think you're head of women's and assistant to men. Is that right? So uh, I'm the assistant coach for both our men's and women's both. Got it. programs. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And so you, like, what would be your biggest challenge in, in dealing with the players on a daily basis? Yeah, I think uh, my role is, uh, as an assistant coach for both programs is unique. Um, and I, I also think it gives me an advantage, you know, when it comes to just developing my skill set as a coach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for – one day being a head coach as well. Um, and so, and, and, the, uh, you know, the reason I say that is, you know, I am, um, coaching, mentoring, you know, communicating with, um, you know, twice as many athletes as most ass- assistant coaches are, are, uh, um, you know, having to do. And, right. um, I, I love, I love coaching both teams. I- I'm able to, uh, you know, share some wisdom, share some, some ideas with, with both teams. And, um, and I think it helps me as a, a more of a development coach uh, to understand, you know, how each player is uh, unique and um, how to best communicate, you know, um, maybe how that individual player needs to go about, you know, uh, leveling up their game. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think that's, I think just splitting time, you know, time is, mm-hmm. is uh, um, you know, is a valuable thing. And so, just being able to uh, spend enough time with both teams and, and the, especially the players who are traveling to the events, who qualify for the events, um, you know, always, it's always a balancing act. And so, so yeah, that, that's probably one of the most challenging things. But uh, at the same time, I think it gives me an advantage, you know, um, sort of uh, resume-wise sure. as well. Right. So to shift kind of bigger picture, maybe your goals and – you know, this being the mental golf show. So like, what do you, what perspectives do you have on the mental game? And like, maybe your general philosophy of 
like what it is, how to improve it? Like, is that, is that something you think about much? And if so, what is it? No doubt about it. Um, you know, I still love to compete, um, whether it's a, an amateur tournament, you know, like yourself, you know, going to tee it up and, um, you know, see if I've still got anything left in the tank. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, managing those expectations, like you mentioned on a, on a more recent podcast mm -hmm. of, of, uh, you know, uh, I'm able to, I know, I, I think I'm able to shoot some, some good scores and, um, but at the same time, you know, have I put in the work, have I put mm -hmm. in that time of getting my game to that place where I, I can perform at a high level. And so, you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm always, you know, cognizant of, of, uh, you know, what, what do my players need from a mental, you know, standpoint? Um, and I, I've continued to learn, you know, about that area of golf and, um, it's, it's so critical, you know, uh, mm. no matter what level you are. And, um, I, it, I was, I was, I had a conversation recently with, uh, with an amateur golfer and, um, I, I was playing with in, in a uh, captain's choice event and we were just, we started talking about, you know, you would think the better golfer you become almost the, the less, uh, expectations you might have in some degree, you know, you know, you're a good player, you know, you can, can hit, you know, really great golf shots. Uh, whereas, you know, a, a 15, 20, 20 handicapper, um, you know, is always striving to, to get better and um, has such a, um, a long way to go, you know, to, sure. to shoot par, let's say. Right. And so uh, their expectations, you know, their, their, um, their need to succeed is, is pretty high. But right. uh, it's definitely not the case, you know, that mm -hmm. the, the better player, you know, has lower expectations. Um, I, if anything, I think it's, it's the reverse. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we, we hold ourselves to such a high standard and our expectations are, um, you know, um, you know, also very high that it, mm -hmm. it can, it can kind of backfire. Uh, mm -hmm. and that, that goes the same, that, that's the same, uh, for a college golfer. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think I'm, all, I'm constantly reminding my players of, of really, um, three things. And those three things, things are, um, uh, confidence, right, is is crucial to any, uh, you know, athletic endeavor, you know, if you want to perform at your best. And so we're always, uh, as coaches and as players, I think we, our program, we, we try to be very aware of our confidence level, uh, you know, uh, within our team, uh, among each player. And number two is managing those expectations, right? Um, you know, if you are not maybe playing as well as you want to and qualifying, but maybe you do qualify for the event. Um, you know, you, you've got to set your expectations going into that tournament. Um, you know, you're, you're, it's unlikely you're going to shoot 68s and 69s if you've been barely getting into, you know, into the lineup, you know, with 74s and 73s and, uh, and the like. So, um, and, and lastly, I think I, I just try to share with our, uh, our teams that, you know, you know, have you done the work? Have you given that, have you gone that extra mile? You know, is there anything left in the tank or is there any box that's not been checked? Um, you know, and, um, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, I've, I've given everything I've got, you know, day in and day out in the weight room, you know, in the classroom, you know, with my team members, uh, you know, supporting them, motivating them. Um, then, then, you know, you've done all you can do, you know, and, right. and, um, you know, you just, you accept the results and, uh, you learn from them and, and you move on. So yeah, those three things are, um, always on my mind and, mm -hmm. um, and every, everyone uh, juggles those three mm -hmm. things, you know, and, and you constantly are juggling those, 
uh, as you continue to develop your, your game in college. Right. Those, those three are certainly pillars of, of a good mental game. If you can have those three, then you're probably a pretty well-rounded player. So to go mm-hmm. kind of specific with a player, let's say they approach you and, and, or you notice that they, they really struggle making a double bogey and then moving on from it. Like what kind of conversation would you have with that player? Sure. Um, you know, that was something, something I struggled with in college as well in junior golf was um, just kind of leaving the past in the past, you know? Mm. And, um, and it, it was funny. I, I always think back to something my dad's, you know, told me. And, um, you know, I think all of us love the Lion King, uh, mm. you know, movies and, and um, you know, the scene where um, I forget the monkey's name, but, uh, he, you know, he taps Simba, Simba on the head, you know, with his cane and, um, you know, it says something like, you know, forget about it. You know, it's in the past. Right. And, um, you know, I, I'm constantly just, you know, reminding players to, uh, you know, that the, the shot in front of them, it doesn't have to be affected by, you know, the mm. previous shot or the previous mm. hole or the previous round, you know? Right. Um, and, um, and that's something I use in my own game. You know, every, every golf shot is a new golf shot. Every mm-hmm. hole is a, a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are certain techniques, absolutely, you know, uh, within that. Um, it could be just getting back to focusing, you know, on your routine. You know, a very simple idea. Uh, you know, thinking about where you want the, want the ball to go instead of not go. Right. Um, you know, and just focusing on, on you, you know, and the things you can control. Uh, and it could be, you know, manage, managing your, uh, your breathing. It could be managing your, you know, how fast you're walking. Um, it could be, you know, a post-shot routine. You know, maybe you need to take that extra practice swing after you've hit that shot. Hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, just uh, forgetting about it, what anyone's thinking, you know, about your golf game, mm. you know, the, the people, you're, the people in your group you're playing with, you know, right. and just realizing everyone's going to hit some poor shots. Mm. And, uh, you know, people remember, remember you, you and your golf game, uh, you know, a lot more when you've got a good attitude and you're making the best of maybe a, a poor day of ball striking, right? right. Um, and uh, that resiliency that people remember you by is, is uh, it's, those are a few things that I like mm. to share with them. Because uh, golf, golf will beat you up. And um, I think having, having these techniques to sort of um, right the ship mm. uh, when things are going a bit south are, is really, really crucial. Mm. That's huge. I mean, those are the, as that's as practical as it can get. Um, and I've got some questions if, if you don't mind going through some sure. questions that some people have asked. Um, sure. so someone, someone asked, how do you deal with anger on the golf course? Like, I mean, you're not a golfer if you're not getting angry sometimes. I mean, you like kind of a, that same example, you make a double, you get angry, but it lingers longer and you, and you're more angry and it's like building and snowballing. Like what, how do you talk through anger for a player or yourself? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think, I think, uh, anger or frustration, whatever you, you'd like to call it is, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty normal. (laughs) It's a, it's a normal human uh, reaction, Mm -hmm. um, when things don't go your way or, or the way that you had hoped they would, um, and so, you know, some players are uh, able to keep that inside and manage that on their own. Other players have to get it out of their system and, um, 
you know, they do that in various ways. Um, you know, uh, some, some uh, are, are maybe not as uh, brash. Uh, mm. Some are a little more uh, outlandish in the way that they uh, mm. express their anger. But, um, you know, I, I tell my players, it's okay. You know, if you need to get it out of your system, let's find a, a proper way to do that. Huh. You know, if it's, if it's just, um, you know, maybe slapping yourself on the leg, uh, you know, maybe if it's just some, some uh, positive self-talk, you know, to mm. yourself, um, you know, maybe it's just, um, you know, it's okay to get frustrated for maybe the first, you know, 10 steps you take after picking your golf bag back up, um, you know, finding ways to, to manage that frustration and, and, uh, you know, that anger, I guess, um, is really the key. And so, so yeah, just, you know, depending on the player, it's, it's working with them to find, find a, uh, a practical system, you know, a method that works best for them so they can move forward and play their best golf. Right. So yeah, for you in your own game, if you make a double or if you start getting angry, what do you do? Do you have a particular thing? Yeah, I, I just, I just try to go back to, um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, somebody that can manage it more internally. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I try not to, um, you know, lash out at, in any way, uh, just because, you know, it's a gentleman's game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I, I respect the people in my group. You know, I respect that, you know, everyone's trying as hard as they can. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be a, uh, you know, a detriment. I don't want to be a distraction to uh, anyone in my group or anyone on the golf course. And um, I, I think when, when you look at it that way, um, and it's, um, it's not a selfish, you know, action that you're taking, I think most most of my players can relate to that, and mm. and so you know, using some technique that we we come up with really helps them uh, move past that and move through that. Right, right. Okay, so we'll go to the next one. Uh, this is an interesting one, kind of more nitty gritty. How does physical hunger affect your mental game? Do you have any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think it's you know pretty commonplace now that you know college coaches are reminding players on the golf course to, to eat, if eat something, if they're not eating, um, you know, every three or four holes, you know, nibbling on something and making sure they get enough fluids in their system as well. And, um, there's, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of research out there now where, uh, you know, starving the body of, of nutrients of any kind, uh, it definitely impacts, you know, your, your mental, um, uh, you know, acuity, mm-hmm. your ability to, you know, function, um, you know, uh, throughout four or five hours of a game, a game of golf, a round of golf. So, um, yeah, we, we always come prepared as coaches, you know, to tournaments with plenty of snacks and, and um, you know, plenty of, of good food, you know, for our, for our players, you know, throughout their rounds. And, um, you know, I was, I was one for sure in college, you know, didn't eat enough. You know, I thought, you know, I'm busy. I don't want to distract myself, you know, while I'm on the golf course. I don't want my hands dirty, uh, you know, um, you know, but now looking back, you know, there's no doubt that um, there were rounds where I, I lost focus. You know, my blood sugar, I'm sure, dropped, uh, especially on 36 whole days. I, I, there's no way I was eating enough food, you know, with for 10 hours, you know, spent on the golf course. So uh, 10 hours plus, right, by the yeah. time you're warming up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely make sure you're eating enough. You know, you're seeing it on the on the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour. Uh, you know, these players are pulling out a sandwich. They're, they're pulling out, um, you know, 
pre-prepared meals even now I'm seeing uh, here recently. And, and um, you know, it could be a protein shake, you know, with, with Bryson. Um, mm. So, yeah, just make, make sure you're, uh, you're, you're giving yourself the best opportunity to perform at your best. And, um, mm. and that includes, you know, eating well the night before and, and getting plenty of rest, you know, the night before. Right. For sure. Right. So um, you mentioning PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, who, who stands out to you that has the, I guess, best mental game or someone that you think is most admirable? And everyone's different. They probably all have great mental games at this point in their careers. But who do you admire the most for their mental game? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I, I think the default, uh, you know, answer would be maybe Tiger Woods, right? Mm. But, you know, out, out, outside of Tiger, um, you know, I, I really like a, uh, like a Branch Snedeker, you know, mm. maybe a, um, you know, maybe a Bill Haas, you know, okay. someone, someone who's, uh, you know, obviously there's a fire inside of them mm. and, um, you know, when things aren't going that well, you know, they get, they get upset just like all of us do who, who, you know, you know, try to, try to play this crazy game. And, mm. um, but you know, they, they don't let it get the best of them. You know, there's not a, there's not a lashing out. Like I said, um, you know, they're, they're uh, they're able to just be sort of a, a duck on water, you know, you know, they're, 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 uh, there's some turret, you know, under, underneath them inside right. of them, but, uh, you know, they're just floating right on top of that water. And, mm. um, you know, I think, I think they're able to move on and move past a bad hole or a bad shot um, more so than when someone maybe attaches a, uh, you know, some sort of physical action, uh, you know, some sort of verbal action to a poor golf shot, hmm. you know? And um, so, yeah, great, great question. There's hmm. so many great examples out there, but, you know, I even think, you know, Bryson does a, a really good job of that too. Um and, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth did a really good job of that mm-hmm. when he was playing some of his best golf. So, um, yeah, I, the attitude is, is so important. Right, right. Okay, so um, you make a birdie, then a double. How do you come back from that? So a little bit of a spin on just making a double. It's like the anti-bounce back of you had something good going and then you kind of – mess it up like does that have its own nuance to it like what is that yeah yeah I think um I think that's a that's definitely a hurt a tough hurdle to kind of get past for a lot of players is um you know there's a there's there's something positive that's happened like you mentioned and then you you feel like you've taken two step back backwards with a uh two steps backwards with a double bogey um and I I would just uh I would just tell players uh you know maybe look at how that, how that double bogey occurred. You know, if it's mm-hmm. a poor swing, uh, we all make poor swings that, that can cause a double bogey. Uh, could have been, uh, you, you took some penalty shots because of, you know, a penalty area or, or an out of bounds and, um, you know, just realizing bad swings happen, you know? Um, and you know, if it was something, if the double bogey was caused by your attitude, you know, maybe a, a lack of focus, then you've got no one to really be upset at than, than maybe yourself. Um, but if it was maybe some bad breaks that happened, yeah, you know, you, you could definitely be upset. You know, you, those weren't things under your control. Might've been a mud ball, might've been a, a ball in a divot, might've been the wind, um, uh, could be, uh, could be numerous things. Right. So I, I think you've got to step back and take a look at, okay, 
was that double bogey under my control? And if it was, you know, I think, I think you just realize like, okay, I need to move on. You know, I did the best I could, you know, or, or maybe I just need to keep my, you know, my focus in check. I need to keep my, um, you know, maybe I was too aggressive, right. You know, on that hole after birdieing the previous hole, Mm. I maybe got a little ahead of myself and thought, man, I'm going to birdie the next two or three holes. And before you know it, you're, uh, you're not in the present anymore. And, Mm. um, and you're, um, you know, you just, you're not in, in, in the place where you need to be to, to, right. to, to continue that, those birdies, uh, moving forward. But, but yeah, just realizing again, you know, the next hole is a new opportunity. Uh, you've, you've made a birdie already or, or, you know, several birdies in your round to that point. And so, um, you know, being patient, I think is, is really, uh, something junior golfers, college golfers, um, if they can take anything away from the professionals is, um, you know, being patient after a poor hole or, you know, even after making a birdie, you know, uh, there's, there's nothing written in stone that says you have to birdie the next hole. Once Mm. you've made a birdie, it'd be great. But Mm -hmm. if you look at, at the, uh, the guys on the, the guy, the men and women on the professional tours, uh, you know, we're often shown the guy, the the guys and the ladies who are playing the best, right. Right. And who are making the most birdies. But, you know, there's a lot to be said for, uh, you know, the golfers who are, doing what they can to make the cut, right? And then play well on the weekend. And so those, those rounds on Thursday and, and Friday um, where, where a golfer is just doing everything, you know, under their control to make the cut, um, you know, they're being very patient. You know, mm-hmm. yes, they know that they need to be closer to the lead, but at the same time, they know they're going to have their opportunity on Saturday and Sunday if they can just get themselves, you know, to the weekend. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I just always preach patience. And, um, you know, self-reflection, I think, is really important throughout your round. Right. So do you have any, to step away from the questions, those were great questions sure. and great, even better answers. So thank you for your input sure. there. Um, do you have any bigger ambitions? I know you mentioned head coach. Like, do you have any super big dream goals? I know you're like, you can't say, I really want to leave Wilmington right now. So, But it's like, do you have any big ambitions for yourself maybe it's head coach or something else like what are your big goals yeah sure um could be golf wise too yeah 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 i think um you know uh personally i would love to continue to keep my game fairly sharp Mm. uh you know no matter what program i'm i'm given the opportunity to coach and lead uh i love teeing it up with our players uh Mm. i love just forming those relationships on the golf course, you know, actually, you know, on the putting green with them on the tee box Mm -hmm. and, and not just riding around in a cart, not Mm -hmm. just walking around. Um, You know, I I think when you play with your players and um, I don't know, you, it's just, they're easy. It's much easier for them to relate to you and you don't feel like you're intruding on their round of golf. Right. Um, So yeah, I, I would love to just continue to be a competitive, you know, stay healthy and, uh, sure. Make, make little strides in my own game, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I, I've, uh, that's what keeps it fun for me, you know, is just having one foot in the coaching world and one foot, right. you know, a, as a competitor. Um, it keeps me sharp as a coach overall, without a doubt. Uh, right. Yeah. And before you, before you keep going, is that like a total normal thing for coaching to, to get to play with the players? Cause I, my coach didn't play with us when, when I was in college. So is it like, right 
totally acceptable or is it like, okay, you're kind of taking advantage of your position a little bit? Like, what is that? I, I think it's completely uh, acceptable. Oh, you know, okay. my, right. my college coach uh, at uh, Todd Satterfield at, at Furman, um, you know, he, he would love, he loved to tee it up with this, you mm, know, and, and he, okay. he was able to, to break par, you know, even mm. as a coach. And so we, we jumped at every opportunity we could to play with him and um, watch how he, you know, kind of navigated his way around the golf course. Um, mm -hmm. And so def not every college coach, you know, still plays golf at a, at a fairly high level. Um, and that's okay. You know, even if the coach, you know, maybe can't break 75, it's still great that they get out there and, and spend time with their team. And uh, it's I definitely not one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And even if it's, um, you know, I love going one-on-one -on -one or, or, you know, taking two players out on the golf course for nine holes, uh, right. playing with them. Um, it just allows me to, you know, have a better understanding of their golf game Think the way that they're approaching golf shots. Uh, you know um, yeah, it's, it's uh, it gives me, a, it's just a lot of fun for me, right. but but, uh, but yeah, you know, in terms of career wise, mm -hmm. I would, uh, I would love to, um, you know, you know, be coaching a, a top 50 ranked, uh, mm -hmm. you know, team, whether it's as an assistant coach or a head coach. Um, you know, I, I think there's, uh, there's so much to be learned once you get uh, around a program like that, uh, who, who, uh, you know, is very likely going to make it to the NCAA regional tournament. It's going to make it to the, uh, the national championship and be competitive. Um, there's just a different set of expectations, you know, that are placed on coaches and, and also placed on, on players. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, if you had asked me that question, you know, two to three years ago, even I, I'd say, I'm not really ready to, to move in that mm -hmm. direction. Um, you know, I'm still learning, mm -hmm. uh, even though it's been, you know, six and a half, seven years as an assistant coach. Um, I, I really think that, you know, a, a head coach, at a, at a larger program uh, is looking for an assistant coach who has, you know, several years of experience and um, to become a head coach at a, a top 50, top 60 ranked program. Um, you need to have spent some time as an assistant coach or, uh, you know, at a mid, mid, mid level school, or even, you know, at a, at a top 50 program, top right. 60 program uh, to really feel like, you know, they're, uh, they're the, the higher that they're making as a head coach is going to benefit both them and their, and their uh, players. Right. Right. So eventually being in that realm of always being in the conversation for NCAA, like, cause you're probably yep. a competitive person. So that's driving Absolutely. your ambition, right? Is being a in that competition. Absolutely. It's, it's not so much of a, a title, you know, of, mm -hmm. Hey, I work at X program. Um, for me, it's just, I, I love to be around competition and I love to be in the hunt. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, you, you just have a better chance of being in the hunt when your when your program is, uh, you know, uh, ranked, ranked at a certain level, um, and competing to a certain level. And so, um, you know, I've had a taste of being at the NCAA regional tournament mm -hmm. a, a few times now with, uh, both UNCW and, uh, the University of Memphis, uh, where I coached for us for a year, but, mm -hmm. Um, and I would love to get back there every year. You know, I, I think that's what drives me as a coach uh, is to give my players that opportunity. You know, once they get that opportunity is let's make the most of it. So all these, all the time and the, and the um, you know, the blood, sweat and tears we've, we put in as coaches and athletes to, uh, 
to compete at such a national stage, uh, you know, and, and now uh, with the national championship being televised, um, you know, uh, it's just a, it, it just kind of uh, raises the hair on the back of your neck, you know, so sure. to speak, to be in that environment. Yeah, that's awesome. Great ambitions. Um, so as we move towards the end, like what general advice i mean i know you can't everyone's different everyone needs different help and that's the awesome thing about you is you work one-on-one with players and in what they're going through right now but what what would you say if you could just sit down in front of anybody and say i if you could do this you will be better like do you have any thoughts like that um sure i think that uh you know, what you do, uh, you know, with uh, helping players with their mental game and with their uh, tournament preparation, I'm sure is a little bit mixed in there, um, is, uh, is, is just vital. You know, mm-hmm. having, having a, um, you know, a team around you, whether it's a, a mental golf coach, whether it's mm-hmm. a swing coach, whether it's a, a physical trainer, um, you know, who's, who's working on, you know, uh, you know helping you become your best, uh, helping you play your best is uh, so, so important. And, uh, you know, this is such an individual game uh, that we play. It's really easy to think that you can do it all by yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can reach your goals by yourself. But, you know, there's, there's so many pieces to this puzzle. And um, there's, there's such a need for support, you know, um, you know, golf is, uh, it has its, you know, peaks and its valleys. And, um, you know, I think developing that blueprint, you know, every player is different, like you said. And I, I with junior golfers who I get the opportunity to speak to, uh, whether it's a Q&A session or a recruiting call, um, I, I really just try to, re- to kind of um, just mention the importance of putting together your blueprint and putting together a team who can um, make sure that you're moving in the right direction and not taking too many steps backwards. Um, so, so I think, you know, having a team around you is really important. Number two, I think um, having a way to analyze your golf game is really important. So mm-hmm. stat, stat tracking, uh, you'll do that in college. So why not mm-hmm. go ahead and, and start incorporating that into your golf game as a junior golfer? Um, and there are so many uh, great tools out there now, great platforms. GameForge is a great platform. Uh, Decade Golf is mm-hmm. one. You know, those are two that we, we, uh, we use you know, on a daily basis. We we kind of cling to when it comes to uh, developing our players. Um, and three, I would say is um, just being structured right day to day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think enough emphasis emphasis is maybe put on, um, you know, having, having a plan mapped out, you know, whether it's a weekly plan, uh, you know, a monthly plan as to how you as a junior golfer, you know, you as a college golfer, um, you know, even a mini tour golfer, how are, how are you going to, you know, uh, you know, sort of check the boxes on your blueprint, right? And, um, and oftentimes you need help from a coach to, to put that together and to, to be able to uh, hold yourself accountable, have someone hold you accountable uh, day in and day out, week in and week out. So uh, those three things are uh, things that I, I try to mention when I get the chance. And, um, I, I, you know, you can, you can look at the professional golfers and they're doing very much the same uh, process that they have in place is um, it's not, it's not, you know, flashy and it's not really, you know, fun to talk about, but um, 
you you've got to do all three things well if you want to play play this game at a high level. That's right. Those are yep. again very good practical things. Uh, so, final question from me, um, and I you may have heard me ask this to people like what what percentage of golf is physical and what percentage is mental? Oh man, um, yeah, I think I think for sure I, I would say that for me the mental side is 75 80%. Hmm. Um it's it's that high and and um and that that involves um you know knowing your strengths and weaknesses as a player, right? Knowing uh you know how you need to approach maybe strengthening your weaknesses hmm. uh on a, you know on a on a regular basis. Um I think it's that self-evaluation of you know the stat tracking and some some way of of uh, having feedback, uh, you know, with with regards to your the different areas of your game, um, and uh, you know even preparation, you know, for a tournament, both at home and when you get to a tournament site, uh, those those are often overlooked. Um, but I think those those if you can pay give a little more time to preparation back home and uh, preparation at a at a at a tournament, uh, during your practice round, uh, it, it just develops your confidence. You know, that's, that's all we're trying to, to shoot for is, um, you know, I want my players to be cocky. I want them to be confident when they tee it up. And, um, you know, the, the person who's going to end up winning the tournament, there's no doubt that they're confident and cocky. So, um, what things are you doing on a, on a, you know, regular basis to, uh, to hone that confidence and uh, who are you working with? You know, what, what does your team look like to help you build your confidence, um, you know, as you pursue your goals? And, um, you know, I, I, one thing I'll mention before, before we wrap up is, um, you, know, I, you know, any player that, that plays, you know, for, for myself um, and uh, that I work with, I, I just remind them that the goal is not to turn professional you know, uh, so many, so many junior golfers get wrapped up in the sort of that big end goal. They see it on TV and, um, you know, people ask them all the time, you know, do you think you'll play professionally after college? And, um, the goal isn't to play professionally. The goal is to see how good you can become, you know, during your four years of playing college golf. And, um, you know, not every year is going to be, um, it's not going to be a, a, you know, a steep trend line, right? right. There's going to be, uh, you know, some stalling out. There's going to be maybe some, mm -hmm. some backpedaling. But, um, you know, over the course of the four, your four years, if you can see that you've, you've made some positive, you've had some positive momentum, mm -hmm. um, then I, I think you're going to have a great college experience, number one. And then you can decide, you know, uh, is playing professionally the right, you know, decision for me, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, do I love the game that much to continue to pour that amount of time um, and, and uh, you know, resources into, into a, that, that kind of career path? So, um, yeah, I just wanted, just wanted to mention that for everyone. That's great. I, that's great. Every junior golfer should hear that because uh, they do get wrapped up. And I ask all of my junior players, like, what big goals do you have? And they, they usually say to play college, to play professionally. And it's always those two. And, Sure. It's so important to say, okay, that's great. Let's leave that on the shelf for now. And now what do we got to do right now today to track towards those goals? And I love the way you say it, like pour everything into it and then decide. 
because yeah. you don't have to decide right now. You, you're not turning pro today. Okay, everybody, hope you were taking notes because that was some good stuff in there. If you'd like more from Coach Bowden, he posts some great helpful stuff on Instagram. His handle is at Coach Bowden, just kind of how it sounds. You'll see uh, the link in the show notes. Uh, so give him a follow. Uh, he's he's very helpful. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah, give him a follow on Instagram. And if you'd like more from me, like blog posts, I also have a six-minute visualization routine or a even a mental game assessment that will tell you your mental strengths and weaknesses in 18 different categories like acceptance, pressure, and self-talk, head to foundationsmp.com. That's foundationsmp.com and click on the resources tab. And that link will also be in the show notes. And if you'd like to follow me on social, I'm at Josh Luke Nichols on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Josh Nichols Golf on Facebook. And here's the important one. This is, I'm going to start asking this of you a little more often. And it's not leave a review on uh, Apple Podcast, although that's nice. No, if you have any questions for the Mental Golf Show, just like the ones we answered in today's episode, and you want them to be answered by me or a future guest, email them to me. My email address is joshlukenichols at gmail.com. Please send me questions. I uh, It kind of gives me new things to talk about. Uh, it gives uh, good conversational topics for me and future guests. And you get the benefit of getting your question answered. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the mental game. It could be anything golf-related. Anything, anything. It could be anything. <laughs> I, and I will talk about it because I'm uh, desperate for conversation with outside humans. No, no, no. I just want to answer your questions and help you out. So email them to me, joshlukenichols at gmail.com. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols. Catch you next time. <laughs>